with you. Oh, it's about this time of day that, uh, well, I just had a childhood flashback, to be honest with you. About this time of day that the door to my room would creak open, and there'd be Daddy smiling, a big gap-toothed smile. He'd say, son, the time has come. Uh, picture him, uh, big, broad in the bay, women, working up a big sweat, stinking feet and cowboy boots, hairs in a bun, noxema smelling there. I said, Daddy, what are you talking about? He said, look at the paper here. It's a big square dance festival. Come on, we're going to get down there and find us some ugly weather. So we hopped in the truck and we went on down there and Daddy said, yeah. Generally, it's an older demographic and a beefier demographic. I mean, every time you put on the Nashville channel, look at them people square dance. The 200-pound club. Real bufferillas. Real hippopotamuses. Hopping around all of that. Think about it, son. We let them dance for a while, then you snake one of them out of there, we take her out of the truck and give her what fur. I said, sounds good to me. So we went down there, and sure enough, they were going at it. Hey there, hi there, ho there, pal. Go ahead and swing your gal. Swing it to the left, swing it to the right. Now bring her on back and hold it tight. That's the way you're out of sight. I'm thinking, my God, Daddy, that is inbred, isn't it? He said, it is inbred, son, but they're working up some real good gravy for it. I said, <laughs> So sure enough, they took a break. There was one woman there by the punch bowl. Face glistening with sweat. Went about 205. I walked up, I said, excuse me, miss, but that's the most exciting dance that I've ever seen. America's mesmerized by them little stick girls like Nancy Kerrigan. But I'll tell you what, the sight of your full-figured body lumbering around the dance floor really fired me up. I know you're taking a break. Would you like to go riding with me in my truck? She looked at me and thought she died and gone to heaven. She said, why, young man, I, I believe I'd like that. So I walked her outside, opened the passenger door, and there's Daddy sitting behind the wheel, smiling his pyrea-laden smile. She said, who's that? I said, that's my daddy. She said, well, I'm not sure I want to go ride with the both of y'all. I said, hit the gas, daddy. Well, we talked to her. We passed the bottle of Jack Black around. One thing led to another. She knew we didn't mean nothing. We were just out having a good time. So there we were, headed down to the railroad tracks. I was the first one in the flatbed with her. Had that calico dress pulled up around her neck. Daddy was driving with two wheels in the railroad track bed. And I was locked and loaded, and man, it was sweet. Didn't have to do any work, just a truck bouncing me back and forth. I'm hanging on, singing, yippee-yi-yo-ki-yay. Daddy's leaning out the window, looking back, saying, save some for me, boy. I hit my shangri-la and... I jumped behind the wheel, Daddy jumped in the back of the truck, got locked and loaded, and I went down the railroad tracks back the other way. With Daddy hanging on tight and singing, hallelujah! Well, he achieved him a shuddering Shangri-La. She said, my God, boys, I've had fun, but I gotta get back. That square dance gonna be wrapping up. I wanna be there for the grand finale. Well, Daddy dropped off his 10 cc's. We took her on back. 
She walked back into the dance hall. And then all the dancers lined up. The guy was like, uh, all right, now get ready to spin. I want to see y'all start to grin. Get it now, get it there. I said, Daddy, we better get out of here. We better get out of here. I mean, uh, look at her. She you. I mean, with that first dosey do she'll be spinning like Michael Jackson. He's on a mission to Mega Street. The Grease Man. Oh my God! Yeah, I gotta, I gotta move here. Look at me. The uh, uh, time is chewing up here. Uh, let me uh, take a quick break, and then I'm back. Still got more action, so hang on tight. Your calls are welcome at one eight hundred five four four ninety two ninety four. There's more of the Grease Man Show. Time to share. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? It's the Grease Man Show, and if it's only your first time, don't worry. We'll be gentle. Ninety four WISP. <laughs> Especially as I get near uh, Blessed Relief, you know, when it's getting time for grabbing that bone-dry martini. I start thinking about all the calls I've had, people calling me, I'm jealous, she's jealous. People think that I'm so in control of my life, but, you know, I, just, I get a little jealous every now and then. I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know, I always thought, call me crazy about this, uh, but the whole time I was married to Estelle, the only person that ever made me ever so slightly jealous was her gynecologist. Because uh, on days when she'd go for her examination, she seemed a little brighter. She seemed to have a little more glide in her step. And, uh, yeah, she said, well, I'm off. Got my appointment with Dr. Carstairs. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. You're wearing that dress. That's a, that's a nice dress. She said, yeah, it's just a little, it's just new, isn't it? She said, yeah. I said, what are you wearing, a new dress for the gynecologist? Yeah, not, not a new dress. She said, I just like to look nice. I said, yeah, but you normally go around with your ski pants on and a floppy sweater. Now you're all dressed up for a groin of college. What am I supposed to think? She said, don't worry about it. If you want to, you can come with me. I said, man. She said, are you jealous? Admit it. I said, well, I'll drive you down there. So uh, I dropped her off, drove around the block one time, and then I snuck back in the office. I watched as Estelle went in the examination area. They closed the door. I sat down, picked up a magazine like I was waiting for an appointment to see somebody. And I figured I'd just kind of be aware of what was going on. Well, you can imagine my surprise when I hear coming from behind that closed door. Thinking, what the hell was that? Well, maybe the speculum was a little cold and, you know, it's kind of caught her off guard. So I'm sitting there reading an old dog-eared Time magazine. About three months out of date. I move a little closer to the examination room door. This time I hear... I'm thinking, ah! She's up to something with this Dr. Carstairs. I knew it! New dress. A little glide in his stride. So I go over there and I try the doorknob and I put my ear down to the keyhole and I'm hearing that. I'm thinking what a cheap floozy. That hussy. I trusted her. And that doctor, how dare he abuse his position? How dare he? A married woman in his office, no less. Listen, carrying on like barnyard animals. to do. I didn't know whether to go back and get the 
Flight 70 out of the car, come back in, make a real impression. I didn't know whether to just turn and leave, drive away and never see her again. I didn't know whether to pound on the door and say, you pigs, the doctor's office, how could you? I was, for the first time in my life, unsure of what to do. I stood there, my hand on the doorknob, listening with growing anger, growing rage. But then my mind got made up for me. All of a sudden, I heard this little explosion out of a cell. All of a sudden, I heard sounds she'd never made with me. And that's when I got my resolve. I put my shoulder against that door. around with my fistball and there was the doctor sitting there at his desk doing paperwork Estelle was nowhere around I said hey where's Estelle he said oh the uh, examination hasn't started yet she's in the bathroom uh, over there we're taking a massive in there there's lots more on the way with the grease man yeah there's still action there's still excitement I mean oh Nelly let me rock with you and uh, time is slipping away. Let me take a, a quick break here, and then I'll come back with a, with a final little story for you. And, uh, well, it's a little awkward, but let me take a break, and then I'll be back to uh, yeah. and be back with more of the Grease Man Show. Legend has it. Or WYSP Philadelphia. so discreetly I I had something happen that I'd like to share with you before I blast off my niece Clarissa confided in me something that made me proud that I was her uncle you know because when people tell you private thoughts especially of a personal nature makes you feel good that they trust you with it now, I was just going out and I I saw her pull up in her little car that she'd saved so hard for. She said, I got something to tell you, Uncle Nino. I said, well, go on in the house. What is it? She said, I lost my virginity over the weekend. I said, wow. Sweetheart, how old are you? She said, well, I'm 18. I said, well, I guess I was, you know, you big uncle. I was kind of hoping you'd wait till you were married and all of that. But, well... I guess there comes a time in all of us when our sexuality awakens and we discover the, the rose that blooms inside. You've always been a sweetheart. I congratulate you on your little journey through life. You've just <laughs> passed a major milepost right there. She said, well, I said, sit down. Appreciate you telling me. Well, it's happened. We can't undo it, so... What'd you think of it? She said, well... The first five guys were okay, but the, the eight after that started to get a little sore. Oh, no! Let's get together tomorrow. Till then, as we used to say back at the... Ooh.
Mexico City. AMF. 94 WYSP. Philadelphia. Station psychiatrist. Well, after that uh, psych professor called to question my mental state on my last show, I wanted to double check with my shrink. He said everything is fine. He said I'm okay. I was relieved, so I came in off the ledge and made my next appointment and went home. Nuts, nuts. I'll give you nuts. Yeah. You wait till my next show. No holds barred classic bits, grease songs, and your phone calls at 1 800 544 9294. It's the Grease Man Show. Tonight at 6 on the Classic Rock Station, 92.3 K-Rock, WXR. Well, came away with flying colors from my appointment at the optometrist. Yeah, still got the keen vision of a hawk. So if they ever call me back, I can climb back in the cockpit of the old A4 and... Take it through some barrel roll. Kind of interesting, as I was sitting there waiting in the... Uh, Optometrist's office, I noticed he had this big painting. A gigantic eyeball. Just an eyeball. Sitting there on the wall. Kind of focuses on you when you come in. Must be six feet by six feet. It's the biggest bloodshot eyeball. When he opened the door to call me in, he noticed me staring at it. He says, yeah, you know, I've been wondering whether I should keep that hanging there. You think it's too much for the office? I said, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad you're not my proctologist, too. Idiot. But inviting. All right, I'm ready for action. Activate the blower. 1-800-544-9294. The Grease Man Show is ready to rock. You got a bunch of clean tape for the wall and sack. Let me give you the docket. We'll be heading to the high seas on the good ship Greece. Making a trek to West Virginia. We'll do some south of the border, some lead-slinging, butt-kicking lawman stories. You're welcome to call at 1-800-544-9294. Or you can fax me at 213-850-0986. As I continue to maintain the insanity uh, that is my bread and butter. I don't know if you heard the last show. That guy called me up and said... Uh, uh, that I need a checkup from the neck up? I think it was a genuine bona fide psychologist. Been uh, eating at me a little bit. Yeah, called me up uh, yesterday and said, Hey, I, I think you need some serious rehab, buddy. And if I do that, suppose I, I'm so normal that I'm out of a job. Think about that. That'd be awful. Uh, become uh, well-adjusted. What'll I do for a living? Sit there. I need that shit. This is my therapy. Uh, poring over research, looking for odd twists. I found out something kind of interesting on the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. You ever read that story? Fascinated by that kind of stuff. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Imagine the life he must have lived. Alone. Scaring children. Never to have a wife and family. Ostracized by society. Walking through the marketplace. People were, get away! Get away! Get away! Then, and then at night, he'd alone in his tower. Well, one time there was a horrible tragedy. I don't know what happened. An oil lamp fell over. A fire consumed the base of the tower. 
Jack is awakened not only by the smell of smoke, but the sound of people trying to get a bucket brigade going. Put the fire out. Well, that old hunchback looks out his window and he's like, my God, flames are creeping up higher. She runs to the top of the tower with this little rim up there. And he's looking down at all the people. and stuff, but they only reached halfway up the town. There he is, way out of range of ladders, rescue of ropes. The flames are coming high. Ah. And he's looking down at everybody, and there's a crowd gathered looking up at him, wondering how this is going to play out. Doc of Rock. What's up, Doc? You're listening to the Grease Man Show. 1-800-544-9294. I'm sitting there with a mischievous grin on my face, uh, looking at the blinking lines. I'll try to blow through them as quick as possible so you can get through with whatever's on your mind. Uh, whether you want to shriek, rake, or just tear me a new one, uh, it doesn't matter. I am completely at your service. Uh, hey there. Hi there. Ho there. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Fine. Good. Hey, Grease, I hope you can help me out. Got a problem here that I uh, like to visit these massage parlors. You like to visit massage parlors? Yeah. All right, go ahead. The only problem is now I'm married 14 years and uh, sort of uh, getting more interested in then going to the massage parlors than I am than uh, seeing the spouse. Really? So how often would you say you go to a massage parlor? Once every other week. You have a particular one you go to? They know you're there? Mm, yes and no. Is it mostly the same girl that services you each time you go to the massage parlor? No. You just take who's ever available that day? Exactly. And is there actual Ingus or she just grabs hold and... Half and half. You suit up so you're not in danger of any contagion, right? Oh, no. No fuss, no muss. You're in, you're out. How much time are you there? 20 minutes? Half hour, 45 minutes, depending on how good it is. So you actually get a massage or there is no massage involved? It's just the, the ingus immediately takes place when you're whisked into the curtained room. Right. Well. But, but now then when you go there and all this, uh, then you come home to the spouse and the kids and then, uh, you know, you're starting to feel bad. Well, you know what I'm thinking? Your wife probably is grateful. Maybe she's, by the same token, burned out on you. That could be too. And instead of having to put up with your grappling, your heaving, sweating, pendulous belly, maybe she, if she truth be known, she's probably glad you're stopping over at the Hobo Bobo Lounge for Lee. She doesn't no, know. She doesn't know. Well, she must suspect. I mean, you never reach for her in the night anymore. Right? When is the last time you put the stones to the wife? It's probably been a while. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Used, used to be twice a day. Ah! Used to be twice an hour. Twice an hour, yeah. Backseat of the car. Yeah, now look. Now some look. some stranger, you don't even know her name. Step this way. Did she stand there when you're getting naked, or they just say, go in here, take your clothes off? Go in there, take your clothes off. and. You and, fold up uh, your pants neat on a nice chair in the room there? Yeah. Got your wallet hidden underneath it all, I guess, huh? Oh, definitely, definitely. There you are, naked. Yep. And then, uh... Listening for the sound of police to pound on the door. Jeez! Huh? 
No, no. Uh, in fact, then it's it's uh, right in uh, downtown uh, Philadelphia. Wow. So it's not too far from uh, uh, the activities there. That's great. So you go to work, stop over there for a quickie. Yeah. Then home to mom and the kids. Then home uh, to mom and the kids and uh, dinner. No wonder they call it Broad Street, huh? <laughs> Gee. <laughs> And you sit there with a smile on your face, say, how is your day, dear? Fabulous, and, my dear. And you say, fabulous, as you sit there with a lingering scent of some downtrodden victim of child molestation turned to this hideous life of prostitution. You True. sit there looking at your picture of the Madonna on the wall. You sit there planning your children's future. The same lap that held the floozy now holds your child. Good God, man, good God. I think that's... That's the worst of all marital violations. Infidelity! Because when discovered, it cuts the partner to the quick. Infidelity! I mean, you'd like to think that it's for life, but... I had this involuntary manslaughter conviction. I got drunk in a bar, and one thing led to another, and next thing you know, it's... I didn't know he had a glass jaw. Took one final swing at a pop. Down he went. Cracked his skull on the bar rail. Next thing I know, I'm in shackles. They're sending me away to do three to five at hard time. But I finally got out of prison. And I got home. I could tell Estelle was nervous. She was like, welcome home, honey. Uh, <laughs> would you like a uh, bone-dry martini? Probably haven't had one. Got a nice meal planned, and she's flitting around like something's out of mind. Finally, I grabbed her. I spun her around. I said, what is it, Estelle? You're nervous. She said, Nino, I... I gotta be honest with you. While you were in prison, I got hammered by five guys. I said, eh, don't worry about it. I'm about half a dozen ahead of you. We're really going to get down to the nitty-gritty. The Duke of Dangle. His Highness of Hobble. The Grease Man. The Grease Man. All right, we're going to be singing a little bit here. I got my tambourine out, and I'm ready to sing about that little Latin loopy loo. Speaking of which, we'll be taking a trip south of the border shortly, and your calls, too, are more than welcome at 1-800-544-9294. Stand by, there's more of the Grease Man Show. 2-3 K-Rock and Samuel Adams present a triple shot weekend. Triple. Triple. Triple the music all weekend long. And we'll also give you a chance to take your best shot. Listen this weekend for 92-3 K-Rock to play a triple shot of Pink Floyd, which will include their brand new track, Keep Talking. When you hear that triple shot played in its entirety, be the 92nd caller at 955-9292. And we'll send you in a guest to see the most exciting playoff matchups in all of sports. The NCAA Final Four in Charlotte, North Carolina next weekend. We've got it all. Great college basketball. And triple, triple, triple the music. A triple shot weekend. This weekend from Samuel Adams. The best beer in America. And the classic rock station. WXRK New York. 92.3 K-Rock. 92.3 K-Rock. Call toll-free 1-800-544-9294. It's your direct number to the one and only Grease Man Show. topicality check in here. Lonnie Anderson is saying she'll never, ever, ever, ever remarry. 
She's been married three times, as you know, the last one to Burt Reynolds. She says she's told her friends that if she ever says she's getting married again, have her tied up and thrown in the river. I don't know, she might want to think about it. Seems like a nice settlement she's getting. Uh, she gets 1.9 million to put towards a house. Towards a house? What kind of house are you gonna buy? If the 1.9 is the down payment, good <laughs> God in heaven. It's just 1.9 toward a house. I believe I could buy me a house for 1.9. Yeah, you never have to work again. You pay, uh, yeah, you, uh, buy a couple of them. And then she gets $300,000 from the sale of the couple's North Carolina home. So she's up to $2.2 million from this marriage. Then, Bert's agreed to pay 60% of her lawyer's bills, plus $11,000 a month alimony during her breaks from nurses. So when she's not working on the TV show... Uh, she's having to, uh, she gets $11,000 from Burke. Then, it doesn't stop. Listen to this money. I, I can't believe she couldn't wait to get married a, a fourth time with a settlement like this. Quinton, their adopted son, uh, Burt Reynolds pays $15,000 in monthly child support. Is that unbelievable? He must make a lot of money for a settlement like this. Uh, so what do we got here? We got the $1.9 that she gets to put towards some kind of house. She gets $300,000 from the sale of their house in North Carolina. $11,000 a month alimony and $15,000. I think Bert thinks he's doing the sequel to Deliverance. Sweet. I think Bert thinks he is doing the sequel. Oh, this time he's playing Bobby. And Lonnie's playing Bill McKinney. She's the prettiest Bill McKinney ever come down the pipe. There's Bert. Man, oh, man. Uh, so if you're going through a divorce, just think of what Bert's paying, huh? That leaves the pain a little bit. Hi, uh, it's Grace. What's on your mind? Well, I got a question. I'm having a, a pig roast in two weekends. Yeah? First one of the summer, and, and I need some good tips. Something to make it a, 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 a pig roast of a lifetime. Well, here's what you do. Uh, you inviting couples? Oh, yeah. Well, what you do is you get all the women seated in the room, and you, you hang up a, a sheet... You hang up a sheet in the middle of the room, get all the guys behind the sheet, and there's just a little slash of the sheet. And all the guys, one by one, uh, put the hydraulics through the little slash of the sheet. Do dads and all. And the women have to guess, well, who's who? See if they can pick out their husbands. Huh? All right. So that... Oh, man. Should we jump in the pool first? No, no. This is this happens toward the end of the party. <laughs> Might not be a bad idea to jump in the pool first. That's but, beautiful. But you get everybody a little liquored up, then get all the guys behind the sheet, and one by one, they put their whole package <laughs> through the slash, and all the women have to yell, "That's Joe! That's Fred!" <laughs> and what happens if uh, if somebody else's girl recognizes somebody else's package? Well, there's oh. the there's the fun in the party. I guess it's true. It could lead to bigger and better things. I mean, I told my mailman about a party like that that we threw the other day, and he was really impressed. I said, well, you should have been there. Your name came up three times. <laughs> the Grease Man Show rocks. Joe coming out of your woofers. And your tweet. That's Leonard Skinner. 1-800-544-9294 is my telephone number. Let me snag the blower. How you doing? Hello. Yes. Great. Yes, sir. This is James from Atlanta. Yeah, James. What's up, buddy? Uh, I saw the show at Rupert's. Oh, good. I'm glad you came to see my big band. I loved it, and I got to meet you, too. That was uh, even better. Oh, good, good. 
Yeah, possible. I'll try to do that in San Jose, too. I don't know uh, whether or not I'll be able to wade into the crowd, but I got a big show tomorrow night, as a matter of fact. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. It's tomorrow. Gonna be massive. Do you remember uh, my wife took a picture of us? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, sir, I posed for a lot of pictures that night. Well, at any rate. I, I, oh, yeah, that's right. You're the guy that you squeezed my butt a little bit? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I bet your fault. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, you gave him a little left cheek a squeeze. Yeah, I remember. you. Maybe. I don't know. It's <laughs> the, the excitement of the moment. Yeah, well, you couldn't control yourself. You didn't know which hand was up. I remember that. You're going to show. Yeah. And I remember as, as we were standing there and you were doing that, somebody else passed by, looked at us and said, Do you realize how butch you two look together? And I said, hey, I'm not the one doing the squeezing, buddy. <laughs> anyway. The picture, it came out. Good. And uh, I blew it up to an 8x10. Good. I want to send you a copy. Well, that'd be great. All right. Can I get the, I get the address from uh, this sure. radio station? Sure, sure. Hang on a second, okay? Uh-huh. Sure. Hang on one second, yeah. I'll remember that moment. Hang it up in my office. Hi, it's Grace. Uh, yeah, um, I'm calling from New Jersey. Um, I'm a student at night. I study chemistry and calculus. So I got gotcha. you. Uh-huh. I'm married. And I like to say um, you're definitely great. Um, you keep me company when I'm going to and from school at night. Thank you. So it keeps me from running off the road and becoming statistic, basically. Um, wanted to call about that car without the massage parlor. Uh, the guy that's married 14 years and feels the guilt of going to the massage parlor to be needed and, uh, and churned by some faceless stranger. Yes, I, I'd like to say that if he's listening right now, um, it's time for you to go see a lawyer and time to grow up. Um, granted, I've only been married for about eight and a half months. Nah, nah, nah. You definitely have to know what you're doing in life. Yeah, I think you just... And you have to make a sacrifice. You well, know what you're going to do. And yeah. figure that out, it's time to get out. Well, sir, I tell you, you've only been married eight and a half months. That says it all. That, that, that thing's still new to you. Still got that time to it, doesn't it? Yeah. You put 14 years of hard labor on that puppy and see if you're not eyeing the massage parlor as you're driving down the road. You put 14 years of the rigors of marital liaisons, two children, historically. I'm telling you what, even the wrinkled star starts to look a little old and gray hair tufted a bit. You drive by there and you see that 21-year-old girl going in there and you think of that 57-year-old unit you got at home and you think of yourself, well, I don't know. Maybe I ought to slide in there. I'm not, I'm not saying it's right, sir. I'm just trying to put put your, your head in the other man's perspective. That's what he's thinking. I understand, and I'm sure it does get a little old from time to time, but um, time for him to either take up a hobby or take up with someone else and get out of the, out of the soup because he's making a bigger and bigger mess. Yeah. There was children. I understand. I know what you're saying, and I'm just joking with you. I don't think it's right, but, you know, the need inside of us to hungrily. You see, if everybody felt like that, civilization never would have got rolling to begin with. <laughs> you know, there'd be no deer in the field if the buck didn't hit five or six of them every now and then. And the old caveman days, you know, they'd wrestle six or seven with them. They'd be grappling with that just to get the civilization rolling. Now we're all mad, and we got our, our uh, straight and narrow that we lead, but we still have that primal urge inside us that most of us can control, but that man sadly can't control and so the caveman and him goes to the massage parlor <laughs> while the rest of us grab a dog-eared copy of penthouse and <laughs> <laughs> that'll work <laughs> that's our primal agency instead of uh, keeping a hat on uh, we got a magazine rack 
Oh, reading is good for the mind. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, all right, good luck. You know, I'm, uh, I'm just messing with you a little bit. I know my funny little honey and I do to keep things lively. We find different places to rekindle the romance. Yeah, so that rather than, you know, because you can get in a rut if you're not careful. So if we find that things are cool in there, we'll take a trip, go someplace where the passion can be reignited with different surroundings. Uh, last time we got fired up, West Virginia. I said, honey, look at all these hobbling people around here. Look at them all. Say it. <laughs> retriever named Bosco. And he noticed that whenever Bosco barked at the window, it would rain. He noticed whenever Bosco scratched himself, it'd be snowing. When he'd start rolling around on his back on the floor, it'd be blustering. Windy. Well, he mentioned that to his friends, and sure enough, the friends checked it out. And said, you know what you ought to do? You ought to sell Bosco. As a, as a weatherman, you know, bring him down to one of the TV stations. They're always looking for gimmicks with the weather. And since Bosco knows how to accurately forecast, you can make some money. Well, sure enough, they were very impressed at the TV station. They hired him. And the newscaster would say, now it's time for the weather. Let's go to Bosco, the weather dog. And then if Bosco is barking, they know it's going to be rainy or scratching. It's going to be snowy. Very successful on the TV station. Well, one night, the newscaster says, and now it's time for the weather. Let's go to our farm boy with Bosco the weather dog. And the boy's standing there with the dog, only this time the dog is dragging his butt across the studio floor. And the newsman's kind of nonplussed. He says, well, well, what does that mean? The boy says, means he's got to take a dump. Tell you what, we'll be back in a minute or two. Bow, bow, bow. Jock you've ever seen. The troublemaker's what he is. He's, He's building up a head of steam. And chasing a maggot is what he'll do. Whacking skull with a wood shampoo. And once a week it's up to the shrink. Lie down on the couch, Nino. And yet they'll ask him why he'll drink. <laughs> My uh, alien space child Ragnar coming up in a minute or two. Hang on tight for that. A quick break, and then I'm back with more of the Grease Man Show. You're listening to the Grease Man Show on the classic rock station 92.3 K-Rock. 1-800-544-9294 is the number. Hi, it's the Grease Man Show. Hi, is this the Grease? <laughs> yeah. It's Johnny Bulky? Yes, sir. Listen, I got a problem. What is it, sir? I'm a Siamese twin, you know, conjoint twin. Yeah? And I don't do drugs, but when my brother who does uses them, I get high too. Wow, so there you are. Where are you joined with this guy? 
at the hip. Right. Share, share organs. We can't be separated. So there you are walking around. Wouldn't you know your brother's got a... What, what, what's his drug of choice? Marijuana. So he's smoking up a, a storm, and you end up stoned as well, and you're not even smoking it. Right. Listen, I also got a challenge for you. I bet you don't know the punchline of this joke. Go ahead. What do they call a bouncer in a gay bar? Um, let me think. Yeah. How about a flamethrower? Oh, you got it. Let me, let me let me ask you this. You know, I, I, if I were a Siamese twin, it wouldn't bother me if he took a, you know, if he took a, a hit on a marijuana cigarette and I got stoned. It wouldn't bother me if uh, if he ate some uh, some hot chili and I I had the gurgles from it. It wouldn't bother me if uh, he was going to boring movies and I had to sit through them with him. What would bother me is sitting there alongside of him. Uh, what would he say to the brasher? What do you share? <laughs> That's the worst. Do you share the same tochas? Huh? Do you share the same tochas? Not actually. No. So what do you So what do you do when he's grunting his way through a hideous deposit? Huh? Hold my nose. Hold my breath. That's awful. Can you imagine that? You're an exciting part of the TV show, and he says, I gotta go. Wait a minute. I gotta go now. So the two of you's gotta walk in there together. Chris, would you announce uh, what address to write for for your picture? Sure, sure. Uh, uh, you can write to uh, Greaseman Photo, FDR Station, uh, P.O. Box 629, New York, New York, 10150. Now, I don't know if that was a real phone call or not. Uh, you know, I can't screen these things. I don't have a lie detector on the phone. You take people at their word. Uh, I'm used to the bizarre anyway. I'm used to the weird. Uh, my whole life has been weird. Like a time I was beamed up. Going down a country road and, and forced to mate with people from another galaxy just so they could see what it would look like if they had a child that was half earthling and half them people from the planet Zovirax that whisked me away normally my illegitimate space child is always interrupting my dinner when you know last night phone rings hello grease palace hello father it is i your illegitimate space child from the planet zovirax ragnat yeah rat's ass watch up Now I'm getting a little respect for you. What's the deal? This woman came up to me on the street, promising me gobbledygook, gobbledygook, wobbledygook. Apparently, she was a professional. Oh my God! You got arrested for soliciting prostitution, huh? Hey, <laughs> you little rascal! You. Hang on a second there, Ratchet. Ragnat. What? Right I'll be down to throw you bail. No time at all. I said, honey, I'll be right back. I gotta go down to the slammer. Glad back got arrested. I'll be back. So I went down there. Turned out he'd been trying to call me for days. He didn't have the money for bail. He was pretty upset. And all the way home. 
is embarrassed over his blemished record. Apparently, he been working on some music, and while he was sitting in the jail for three days, he came up with some ideas. Father, if I could demonstrate my rock and roll ability, maybe you could play my music on your radio show. I said, I know about that. I don't know if I can play family member music, probably some law against it, but... But I'd love to hear it if you got a, you got some music and you and your boys, you and your boys want to do something, sure. I like the beat already. Hard driving. Possibly help me with another problem that I need to speak to you privately about. Sure, a little manly kind of thing. Uh, honey, uh, Sad Sack and I are going to step out back a second. Ragnat, whatever. What's your problem, boy? Well, Father, let me drop trowel and show you what they did to me in prison. Oh, my God, look at that there. Hydraulics, yeah. Oh, my God, They drove spikes through the hydraulics. My God, man, they're jumping Jiminy Cricket there. Hang on a second, I'll be right back. I got to go get a clarinet player. A clarinet player? Yeah, somebody's got to teach you how to pee through that thing, buddy. Quick, somebody call his shrink. 
The medication is wearing off. It's the one and only Grease Man Show. Do dads, do dads. Grease Man Show is catching on. He just tells what he feels. I think that's excellent. It's the way society should be. Just let it out and tell what you mean, Grease Man, because you are the man. I love him. Are you really? Yeah, he's great. Are you lying? No. I think I have some off-the-wall stuff. But him and Estelle, we are talking serious, do that. What if you got him? Nothing makes him rain. Listen to him shriek. Yeah, Grease Man Show is catching on. Man show. Hang on, we're going south of the border in a second. Still room for your calls at 1-800-544-9294. There'll be more of the Grease Man Show. 92.3 K-Rock and Roy Rogers want to send you on a classic rock and roll road trip you'll never forget. Dave Herman and the Rock and Roll Afternoon Show return on Monday. And here's Dave to tell you what he has in store. I'm going to have a very special Name That Tune for you. And if you're the first person through when we play Name That Tune at 955-9292 who can correctly identify Monday's special Name That Tune song, you and a guest will fly to Miami and see the very first Pink Floyd show of their world tour at Joe Robbie Stadium. And, uh, you know, we will, of course, expect you to be the 92.3 K-Rock reporter at the scene and report back to us. Pink Floyd live in Miami. The first show of the world tour. And you could be there. From Roy Rogers, home of great roast beef, chicken and burgers, and the classic rock station. WXRK New York. 92.3 K-Rock. You know, I just had I mean, what's that all about? The dictionary defines a craving as what? A strong, urgent, and persistent desire. Well, it's probably right. It's a dictionary. But to me, when this crave hits, you don't think to yourself, gosh, Ted, I'm having a strong, urgent, persistent desire for, say, like, White Castles. No, no, no. Chances are it's probably at night, right? You're in your PJs, Dr. Downs or whatever. And the crave is more like a whisper at first. You know what I want? White Castles, right? Now, unless you ignore it, it gets bigger and you're in trouble, right? And pretty soon, it, it's like seven feet tall and it's casting the shadow of a linebacker, right? And tapping you on the shoulder saying, I'll drive. We're going to White Castle, buddy, right? Just like that, the crave man in you takes control. You're toast. So when the crave strikes, remember this. Romeo had to have Juliet, Scarlet, Heret, and Gilligan, his Marianne, or Ginger depending on the episode. Tough luck, Professor. And in this great episode we call Life, there's only one way to get that steam-grilled taste you crave, man. Or woman, as the case may be. And that, my friends, is only at White Castle. It's the Grease Man Show on 92.3 K-Rock, WXRK. Howard Stern all morning, classic rock and roll all day. My baby and me, in Hamilton, it's Grace. Hello, 1-800-544-9294. Hey, Grace. Yes, sir. I'm out here, uh, worked a long week, and I'm here with my buddy. I'm, we're going out tonight, and I tell you, I, I need a snarling. You need a snarling, do you? Yeah, I need a snarling bad. I need some help. I tell you, I've been striking out left and right. Well, why don't you head for the massage parlor, I guess. Get you a quick $20 snarling. You'll be home by 8.30. You think so? There you go. I appreciate the advice, Grease. Your show is great. Keep it up. Hey, thanks. Where are you calling from? Darien, Connecticut. What kind of work you do? I work in financial service. Wow. I'm a, uh, I pay people's bills for them. So you need a sweet snarling, huh? I sure do, man. Oh, God. Looking at those figures all week. Yeah, uh, eyeballs rolling around inside your head. You can just, like, walk into a bar and not have to play the games, right? Just walk right in there, look around at everybody and say, A little snarling. A little snarling. Oh, it'd be 
so sweet. What a day! Come on, my dear, and open up my door. Flies are so swollen. I'm begging. I want you, baby. For relief. <laughs> Cut the chatter. Because I've never worn fake eyelashes Let in my life. Let me splatter. Let me spread the hug. been peeping, paying people's bills all week, sitting in my stinking office with nothing but my calculator. Please, I'm suffering from deadly testosterone builder. Hear my plea. Allow me to drop trial on the way to ecstasy. A little snarling, a little snarling, there can be no other way, it's locale and nutritious, hear me nagging, I want a woman, please start gagging, and jigger, a little dog's Man Show. Yeah, man, Eric Clapton. Uh, Layla, seven minutes of action. You know it. Whenever I play that, that I'm headed off for a constant, constant, constitutional. It's so, it's so institutional. Slightly, slightly air pollutional. Oh no, it's a constitutional. As I sit here, five pounds lighter, Bombay still glistening from the passing freight. I feel like a million bucks. So what's on your docket? Huh? What's on your springtime celebration docket? I'll tell you what's on mine. 57 feet of sleep fiberglass. Cutting through the water with twin 671 TIs, belching carcinogens, sucking fuel, saying, blah, 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 Everybody always says, Grease, what's your favorite part of it? Good chip, Grease. You think that's along with the grand piano, the buffet line? Is it the wine cellar? Is it the main salon with king-size bed, console TV, VCR? Or is it the control panel sitting there at the helm? With your sat-nav and your loran, your chart plotters, a vast array, monitoring systems, radar. Now I tell you, my favorite part's the engine room. That's the soul of the boat. I like to go in there and just look at them big diesels humming. That's oh, bad over there. Oh. 